0: Hey everybody, this is Karis Frege, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Good morning, everybody. Today is April 2nd. And we're going to get into John chapter 19. We're going to read most of the chapter. Um, it is Good Friday, and our, our uh, text today is lining up with the events of Good Friday. So I'm going to read it for you, starting in verse 1. It says, Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him, and the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him, saying, Hail, king of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law he ought to die, because he has made himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement in an Aramaic Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, behold your king. They cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, we have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of a skull So the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but rather this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven and one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast loss for it, to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture, which says they divided my garments among them and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. This opening line says that Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. Traumatic moments come with sights and sounds and smells. And if we submerge ourselves into this story, there's the sickening echo of a cat of nine tails ripping through human flesh. We hear labored breathing. We feel distress. We smell blood and sweat. This is such a graphic, paralyzing moment and it is only the first scene of the horrific event. Take a moment and thank him. Remember him. Every stripe on his back was given for love. Every breath fixed on you. He wants you. He chooses you today. He would do it again to have you with him. The story goes on and says that the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and they put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe, and they came up to him saying, "'Hail, King of the Jews,' and struck him with their hands. No head was ever more worthy of a crown, but this one was given in mockery, puncturing skin, sending searing pain, a purple robe to mark his majesty, the first he ever wore, but no reverence from these men for him, just squalid empty jokes and routine torture slapping hands, touching the one that power went out of to heal a woman 12 years in misery. The one who with a gentle hand lifted Peter's mother-in-law from a feverish bed. The one who scribbled mercy in the dirt at the feet of an adulteress. But these hands aren't able or willing to experience the grace here. So Jesus came out, it goes on to say, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Behold the man, dressed to die our death, guilty of being faithful to the Father and unconditionally loving humanity. Jesus answered Pilate, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin." So Pilate delivered him over to be crucified, and they took Jesus, and he went out, bearing his own cross, to the place called the Place of a Skull, which in Aramaic is Golgotha. There they crucified him and him with two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. It's interesting that this text says bearing his own cross as a model for his disciples and for you and I. If he carried the cross, we couldn't we can certainly carry the smaller crosses he entrusts to us today. And then the unbelievable horror of his friends and family, the beating, bleeding heart of heaven, the throbbing ache of the earth. This is the darkest moment. The all-sufficient one, requesting help from his friend to care for his mother. The living water, requesting a last drink. In the agonizing final moment, When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The payment was made. The last and supreme lamb spilled blood that eternally covers us. And he gave up his spirit. He gave up his life. No one took it. No Roman soldier, no blustering Pharisee, no pompous pilot did it to him. He chose. He gave He drank the cup of God's wrath over sin so that we could drink the cup of covenant forever. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I hope that the text that we read today paints a picture in your mind that stays with you. And it is a hard moment to stay in that tension of the death and, and we're not to Resurrection Sunday yet, but I think sometimes staying in these painful moments is really healthy for our hearts to realize the pain that Jesus endured and to thank Him. And I know as our family, one thing that we have enjoyed doing in the past few years is just taking communion in our own home. Um, we, We take elements that sometimes it's milk and bread with the kids, sometimes it's wine and bread, whatever it is, but if you have the space today, I think doing communion in your own home um, before Jesus, remembering him, maybe as you read this chapter on your own, could be really um, a wonderful way to remember the body and the blood of Jesus and to remember the sacrifice and the pain that he endured. I think it also is important to remember that he did all of this, even if it was just for you on earth, he would have done it, that he did all of it for love. We read it a few chapters ago in John 13, that he did love his own to the very end, and he loved us to the very end. And so I just, I'm praying that today is a day of profound thankfulness for you that the, the Good Friday celebration isn't lost on you this year, that you don't rush past it, but that you sit with it and meditate on it and meditate on the picture of the cross and the horror that actually was behind that moment. It, it isn't the romanticized thing we think of it. It was a real torturing moment, and Jesus did it all for us. So I'm just so thankful. I hope you have a wonderful Good Friday. Uh, we're going to read a little bit more tomorrow on Saturday because stuff did happen on Saturday even though it feels like it was a silent day. Things happened and um, I think it is a day that many of us wrestle with on earth already is the tension between the thing that we want to come true coming true basically waiting in that that space of not knowing and that's what the disciples were doing tomorrow and so um, I want us to go into tomorrow even thinking about that and having that attitude. So have a wonderful day and I'll see you back here tomorrow.